Breathe in, breathe out. Can you smell that burning now? Hey, everybody, welcome to Fear Not. Uh, you got Bruce here and Ken. And Mr. Ken. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a while. It's been a little <laughs> crazy two months, three months. Has it been that long? Uh, yeah, it's been yeah? forever, bro. Yeah, okay. I want to guess um, three, but yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of got, I got knocked off the horse. Yeah. I was blind for a little more than just three days. <laughs> <laughs> we got some pretty serious health stuff going on. I'm going to show you. It's been so long, I don't remember what we covered in the last episode. But I know, right? You know, if we talked about your your health things or... We haven't, no. We no? recorded before I was... I mean, the last time we recorded, I, I believe we were talking about something about, like, I'm going to meet my maker if I... if I Like, I was getting kind of sick. Right. But I, w- I didn't really... It wasn't really expressing where it was leading to. And right. Then, um I, I was I ended up in the hospital for like 10 days <laughs> yeah yeah so now I'm, I'm i'm back i'm better than ever yep i realized that self selfishness may come and play when you just want to meet jesus real quick <laughs> so he, he still got work to do <laughs> and that's the thing man his um, timeline usually isn't ours <laughs> yeah i know right um but something we've been struggling with is the fact that we haven't been here talking to you guys and i think it's because we got knocked off the horse or i got knocked off the horse um, so today I kind of want to talk to you about getting back on that horse, um, and start following that road that you want to follow. Mm. Um, especially becoming a new Christian. I think it's probably fairly easy to get knocked off your horse. Yeah. Would you say the same? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, whether it's, Oh, someone in the new church I found that I thought was my family upset me. Yep. And then you try to go find another church and then. You just keep switching horses. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you find out that there aren't any communities of faith or otherwise that aren't just made up of broken people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, there's an element of uh, real spiritual warfare in this, too. You know, that, that we believe that there's an enemy of our souls that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he, he sees the, um, the anointing on somebody's life and, and the trajectory so anytime somebody is making a decision to follow Christ, there's going to be an opposition. Like I actually yeah. just had a conversation with some uh, people who want to get baptized. And I said, pretty much, listen, you're putting on the jersey now. You're making yourself a target. I Expect. hope it's who you think it is who I think it is that you had this conversation. It's with. actually been with two different people. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's that's the the long and short of it, the the truth that you cannot get around yeah. is if you're moving forward you can, you're going to have opposition yeah you know and i mean to go back to your church analogy it's i'll tell you this much i i feel like we especially in in you know western christianity in america mm-hmm. we've gone very consumer based yeah you know and, and and churches need to appeal to me and, and listen i mean we got we got media stuff at our church and we're getting bids to do the lights in the sanctuary and all that stuff i have no problem with the show yeah. but if that's all you've got and, and you're not willing to stick it out when relationships get hard then quite honestly i'll be straight up you're you're, you're not going to grow very or, much or you contribute know? you know like oh, everybody's looking oh i'm looking for a church that fits me mm-hmm. it has all the bells and whistles that i'm looking for yeah um, and i could just plug myself in and be a part of it yep instead of having a mindset like you're coming into it and be like man i mean i feel like it's missing this because i just moved here right i can't mm-hmm. go back to where i came from yeah um i feel like it's missing this instead of getting the ball moving and being that tool that knows it needs to be had mm-hmm. and, and start and, and grow it and and make something of yeah. it they just kind of oh it doesn't have it and yeah. i was expecting someone else to do it so yeah you know i had a really interesting moment in the dna class that we do 
quarterly, and it's for it's just basically information about our church, who we are, what we believe, what we're doing. Um, and so I had a good group of people up there this last last time, and I had a last meeting this past Sunday, and so we just opened it up to some questions. And it was interesting to see there was a group of people that were saying, you know, uh, I felt like this church was so super friendly, and you know, uh, I came in and I had an invitation to lunch, and then another group saying it was exactly the opposite for me. Uh, one lady actually said, now, Pastor Ken, I, I know I'm being immature and offendable here, but I was going here for like four months before you and I even interacted at all, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, okay, I, I understand that. I get that. And we're talking through, you know, how, how we do these things, how we want to be better as a church. And all of a sudden, there's a turning point, man, where one lady in the back of the class raises her hand and, and you know, gestures to the other lady that talked about um, me not interacting with her soon enough. Yeah. Uh, and she said, that sounds like something that you have been uniquely gifted at that you could help Pastor Ken or help this church when you look around and you see people that may be being overlooked. And this woman starts crying. She's like, that's exactly it. That's, that's why I feel this way, is this is my job to do this Amen. now, not just to sit back and be, well, they're not doing it, so I'm out. You know, I mean, it's a beautiful moment. Like everybody in the room is like, wow, this that's how this works. Yeah. See, see a need, meet a need. As, a, as if the pastor's not busy enough. Well, yeah. like, you do your best out there. You're out there up front meeting. As, you got a whole line of people sure. meeting you every sure. Sunday. Yeah, I, I, so. that's one of the things I dislike about our model. Uh, we're actually looking into ways to make, in particular, me and Christine, my wife, more accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happens is, you know, you got a few hundred people here on a Sunday morning. Um, I'll preach a sermon, and then I've got 20 people that want to meet with me. Yeah. Oftentimes, out of that 20, it's the same 12 yeah. that keeps coming up. You know, and God love them. I, I sincerely do bless them and appreciate them, but they're kind of time stealers. Yeah. And then I don't have the ability to get out there and meet all the new people that are here. Yeah, you know, you, maybe, so, you ever thought about doing a Joel Osteen style and like going out to the hallway? Is that what he does? Yeah, he goes out. Yeah. The, he has a ridiculous line but he goes out of the hallway on the upper floor uh-huh. and you see this line he's got a line in his security and then it's mainly new people to yeah. meet him but yeah um it gives the opportunity to be in a different place than you already normally yeah. are right know? right i think that's important actually yeah. you know I, like we're looking at doing some sort of like newcomers meeting at our house uh-huh. you know once a month or something like that i think you know new, new people's tendency is to leave the sanctuary as soon as it's over absolutely i would so if you at least for the first few i weeks, know i, I stay know. as long as i stay well you're so a social maybe, butterfly man <laughs> so so maybe who knows this is just throwing stuff out but maybe like if you were out towards the coffee shop you might meet a yeah. lot more new people yeah um well you want to be on my security escort to get me out there because as soon as i say amen bro i got my line i know i, I know <laughs> oh i know i'm in the front row man <laughs> That's how I get right in the front of them. <laughs> yeah, just, just grab me in uh, Secret Service style. You know, yeah, throw, throw a jacket over my face and get me out of there. <laughs> but no, no, we're, we're, we're you know, really deliberately looking at, at ways to meet those needs because it's yeah. important that we do. You know, but yeah, I mean, let's get back to, to your topic. Um, when you're growing and when you're moving in the right direction, uh, you will have obstacles. Yeah. What do we do when those obstacles knock us out or slow us down for a time? Um, well, I think it, you can, you can, uh, look at Paul's example of this, um, in Acts when he's traveling and spreading the gospel a lot, like how many times did he get like just 
totally wrecked. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. just started over. You got back up yeah. and started over. And that could be like beaten. That could be they, they got rocks thrown out. He got dragged yeah. in down a trail thinking he was dead and left there. <laughs> right. And then just gets up the next morning and goes, right? Right. But there's something that he says that sticks out to me is those times count as tribulation, right? They're mm -hmm. they're they're reflecting the same thing that Jesus did for us and shed that blood. Yeah. So sometimes like the 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 spiritual journey I just went through with my health happened to be one of the strongest spiritual moments of my life. I was yeah. really close to Jesus mm. in that moment of my life, really mm. close to God. I was depending on him and everything. Like I was yeah. I was completely had all my faith in it. Yeah. So I think in those struggle times like what may be going on in the secular world might not be working out. Mm. But if you have your focus in the right place, you should be your spiritual like well-being should be should be growing if you have the right attitude towards it yeah yeah well that's that's the key is if you have the right attitude towards it yeah and one of my favorite simple tiny little quotes it's one from c.s lewis where he says pain is god's megaphone yeah okay and i i a hundred percent line up with that i also know if i could be transparent about let's think my ratios might be 65 percent of the time i handle pain poorly 35 percent of the time i run to jesus with it you know what I mean? Um, and I, that that's getting better. I'm working on it. Uh, well, let's say it this way. 65% of the time, I start off treating pain incorrectly. And then it takes me some time, and I, I run to him. You know, what you're talking about, you going through, is you were put on your back. Yeah. And you went to him right away. And that's something that, that we need to get better at because God does grow us exponentially mm -hmm. in the difficulties. It's kind of the, it's the, the victorious battle you know, that the enemy's trying to throw stuff at you to knock you out. And Holy Spirit's like, actually, I'm going to use that to make him strong. I'm going to use that to turn her into the warrior princess she's supposed to be. <laughs> you know? Uh, but it, it's a matter of the mind. It's a matter of your decision, how quickly you'll do that. All right. So what if you you mix those together, right? You're the God, do the, the, you're looking for a Santa Claus God where he gives you all these gifts, right? Like, mm. God, do this, do this. God, heal this, do whatever the case may be. You're asking God for it. Yeah. But then you're going through tribulation. Um, you're going through some difficult times and you're getting closer to God. Could you be in the wrong mindset if you're still looking for God to make the changes? Or do you think he, you're just getting closer to him so you can then walk with the more steady strut that he's taking, you know, mm. and do things yourself? He's just there with you. I think that's a matter of maturity right there. Because, I mean, it initially, our, our, I got two twin uh, babies. They're two years old, you know. Their, their stimulus to physical or emotional pain is to immediately recoil. Uh, mine is too, you know. Um, the older they get, let's take it into maybe my son is going to be the athlete his father never was, you know. And he's <laughs> doing a, a weight training regimen, right? Right now, if he's doing something that hurts himself, He's going to run away from it immediately. Yeah. Uh, later on, he's going to be bench pressing or running on the treadmill or whatever it is. It's going to be difficult and hard and unpleasant and possibly painful to a certain degree. But he's going to recognize this is building me yeah. into what I need to be. I'm going to keep doing it. So I think for that, there's, there's always the, a desire for pain to cease, for trial to cease. But with the older we get, the more mature spiritually we get, we understand that God is using it. You never enjoy it, but you endure better because you understand the final process, okay. or the outcome rather. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
so let's see here no i think there's there's like two different walks that you find a new christian having and, and that's the walk where your spiritual knowledge is growing like what mm -hmm. your knowledge in god's word yeah um your knowledge in just christianity as as a whole and what where we stand as christian because you can have an outside opinion of what christianity is and then be saved and then you're starting to discover it's a whole different thing <laughs> right right and yeah. then you're starting there's still we're still all broken yeah. and you're figuring that out yeah. right um because you're not entering a world of non-broken people now that you've been saved yeah there's that <laughs> and then there's the the attention towards what god's actually saying in this in his word uh-huh um how do you stay focused on the God's word part over the, the, what would you say? Just trying to figure out Christianity as a community. Hmm. I think and this is going to be a sexy answer, but for me, the answer to that is, uh, intellectual discipline that I will, um, okay. The, the word tells us that our heart is desperately wicked. So one of the things that gets us into trouble when it comes to spiritual growth is just following our heart. Okay, well, my heart tells me I should feel this way about this situation. Even worse, and you see this a lot in American evangelicalism, my heart tells me that God is like this. Hmm. Uh, the intellectual discipline you must have if you're growing is the exact same thing you have when you're being educated. You're going to hit the books. Okay, you're going to... Uh, deny yourself hanging out with your friends every night of the week so you can stay home and study and pass the final. And that's an element of spiritual growth is um, you must, I mean, I've heard you say this. You're, 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 we've talked about this ad nauseum, right? But you're, you're a tremendously gifted evangelist. I've heard you say to people who love God, like, uh, did you know he wrote, he wrote a book? You know, if you love God, if you're, you're falling in love with Jesus, wouldn't you want to read his book? Um, my answer to that question is read the book. Yeah. You know, uh, I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm in the Word, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, dude, I've read it through a number of times. I'm 44 years old. I've got two Bible college degrees. I've been in professional ministry for 16 years now. Uh, and I'll sit down to read the Bible, and it's like it's brand new to me. Yeah. You know, I'm Every like, time what? You, go through, you're you know, yeah. Oh, and then I've got, like, passages that— I've highlighted and I've got like my handwriting in the margins and I'm like, I've never heard this before. Right. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's a renewing factor to being in the word that guards against that, um, immature ignorance about who God is and what God is doing. You know, if, if you want to grow, you have to stay in the word. You have to be <laughs> disciplined enough to say, okay, God, I, I know I can't trust my feelings right now. Um, I'm going to ask scripture what god says about this and the holy spirit you know the beautiful thing about the holy spirit is he is very uh concerned about your feelings he uses feelings in a powerful way in your life uh so you can hone that with him the closer you walk with him the more you walk with him it's not like you're in abject misery and okay well the book says i need to do this and you know my emotions tell me that no your emotions will start following and the holy spirit will take your emotions and you know, uh, you get excited. To, it's like David. Yeah. All David had in the Old Testament was the law. Yeah. He said, in, okay, reading Leviticus, he's writing in Psalms, your law is beautiful to my heart. Yeah. It's life to my bones. And I'm like, hey, he got that out of Leviticus? 
It's because he's walking with God. Yeah. You know, and the Holy Spirit is changing. He's like, oh, look, even these rules that you have set for us, they lead to life. They lead to health. They lead to contentment. I love your law. And it's interesting that you have, you have David writing that in Psalms, but then you have Paul telling the Jews in Acts about like, yo, it's, it's not about necessarily getting circumcised. Right. Right. That saves you. Like yeah. It's, it's the faith uh-huh. and partnering with the Holy spirit like goes back with that. And, and I think that's big. Okay. So, so I think I know the answer to this, but just, just for our listeners, I want to hear from your point of view. Um, how do you know the difference between your feelings and the feelings the Holy Spirit's trying to use? Hmm. Again, I think it's a maturity question. I do. I, I, I've, okay, believe me, guys, I'm not setting myself up, up as some bastion of ultimate truth, all right? Yeah. But I have walked with the Lord for a very long time now. And at this stage of the game, I'm quicker to identify, wait, that's just Ken, or that's really the wisdom of the Holy Spirit right here. You know, so, I mean, it sounds kind of like a cop-out answer, um, but the longer you do it, the better you get at it. You know, that's why I think the enemy really throws a whole lot of stuff at you when you're a new believer, you know, as you don't have that rootedness yet, you know, to know the difference. You think you could uh, strategize or create some kind of tool for yourself to help check that? Like when when you have certain interactions or certain things that you kind of do a self-check and be like, "Was was that from me? Here's what I believe. I believe that the Holy Spirit is faithful to the truth. Jesus himself said, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. A mission of our Lord's is to get truth infused into his bride, into us. I I believe this, and some people would think this is too simplistic as well. I think if you have that question that you slow down, maybe get yourself alone, you know, pull, pull your, your perspective, pull your focus from whatever it is you're looking at, and ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying? And he'll say it. You have to have the courage to believe, okay? And sometimes you're believing against belief systems you've been conditioned your entire life to believe. Uh, there's a lot of, of conditioning in our culture that is absolutely anti-God. You know, but God's voice, be it still and small, is still speaking. And if we slow down and, and maybe shut off the other distractions... And say, God, I feel this, but I, it, for whatever, if you're asking the question, you're a bit uneasy about what you're feeling, right? Is this true? Is this right? When you quiet yourself, meditate. I know that's a scary word in some Christian circles, but <laughs> meditation isn't stolen from us. It's God's idea. Yeah. Meditate and ask the Holy Spirit. He will tell you. Have you ever had like signs that you for sure know that you're speaking something that just came from the Holy Spirit or God? Hmm. There's been a number of times that, and I know you've had this this happen to you a number of times too, where you're just talking and all of a sudden something will come out of your mouth. You're like, what? What was that? Like, I, I didn't think that. And all of a sudden, it's just right there. You uh, know? I've Is that what you mean? A lot. Well, that, uh, my hairs stand up. Really? Yeah. Okay. My, like, and I got really hairy arms for anybody who's never met me. <laughs> They're blonde, thank the Lord. So you, got a Robin you can't Williams see it from more than five yards away. <laughs> But no, I got I got hair all up and down my arms, and like my hair would stand straight up. Uh-huh. Like I remember, I gave one of our youth some advice the other day, uh-huh. and it wasn't anything more than what you may hear from a righteous dad, you know, okay. that's just caring for his daughter. But like every hair on my arm was standing up, huh. 
and I knew it was truth. And I, I pointed it out to her. I was like, look. Yeah. Like, all my hairs are standing up. So You've I actually don't... done it to me before. Yeah. It's popped into my head. You've done that to me before, too. It, might, yeah. it, just, it, just, it gives me, like, the chill, like yeah. almost like the chills, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. But And then my eyes will probably start to wire, and my, uh-huh. my heart feels... It's weird. It feels full, you know. Yeah. It's like it yeah. almost it almost feels empty, but like that's just because it, like it feels like there's this huge gap inside your chest. Okay. It's, but I would call it like a full feeling. It's, it's yeah. really strange. Yeah. I've had it here and there. Uh-huh. I think it, it oftentimes comes with uh, feeding youth or or someone that I, I care for uh, advice that I, is going to benefit them. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in some kind of way. I think it, the last time I could recall, it was, it was, uh, it was a conversation about this youth moving into the dating realm, uh-huh. and how to how to take that, how to how to stay focused in that. Because when you're yeah. young and and you start dating, like yeah. things get different, yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that comes to play when it comes to that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that are, is going to have to battle the most in a circumstance as far as dating mm-hmm. is your spiritual well-being. Absolutely. And your relationships yeah. that involve, like, your spiritual well-being. Yeah. Like, all those people yeah. that are used to seeing you at church aren't going to see you as much anymore. And all this, <laughs> and there's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just tackling that with a good mindset and uh-huh. making sure you, you leave God in the middle of it. Yeah. Is, an, is a very important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're giving this advice to this youth, you felt oh, you felt hairs, that feeling you're talking hairs about, right? Up, yeah. Dude, my eyes were yeah. Like, See, not... That's actually what I mean about like the Holy Spirit being concerned about our feelings. Yeah. Is that is a a physical and emotional affirmation of you speaking, delivering truth yeah. that the Holy Spirit doesn't need to give you, but I think it's His good pleasure to give you that feeling of oh man, that was so fulfilling. Yeah. You know, when you're used by the Holy Spirit, it's fulfilling. It is like I mean I was saying this in the DNA class two Sundays ago where I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's weird to say this, but my favorite night of the week emotionally is Sunday night, after I poured myself out all day, and it's usually I mean it's it's taxing, it's it's a difficult job to to pastor, and and it you know there's a lot of guys and, and women that would say it takes a lot out of you to preach, right? Yeah. And it does physically. I'm you know ready to go home and chill and hang out with my wife and the kids. And I'm so fulfilled. Like, I just feel like, huh. not that it's over, but that it happened. Yeah. You know? I think mine's Saturday night. Really? With anticipation of Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. yeah Sunday morning's yeah. The, the only day I, I can wake up without an alarm clock. Really? Yeah. Like That's you, interesting. If man. you ask me, uh, uh, I don't know if it's just the evangelist in me or whatever, but if you ask me on a Saturday what, uh, what plans I may have coming uh-huh. up, church is the answer. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I got church tomorrow. Huh. Huh. You got Sundays off? Yeah, you can't make me work on Sundays. You right. <laughs> I go to church, man. <laughs> like, what? See, and that's that's something that as busted as church is, and as broken as we all are as people, and as many you know uh, bad things you can point to, and you could you know sitting here right now, you could list fifty things that you dislike about our church, that you're hoping gets better, you're praying gets better, you're working gets better, but if you love the bride, you still can't wait to be around her. Oh, amen. Yeah. I mean, there's things I'd definitely change if it were up to me. Sure. Or if I had a voice of authority in this place. Um, but at this moment, I don't. I'm just a, a, a member of it, a family member mm-hmm. of it. And as much as family members want to give you their input and steer this ship, usually there's one person that steers the ship and everybody else just 
pulls the the ropes to make it steer. Uh-huh. Right. So right now I'm just pulling some ropes. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you something that may or may not surprise you. You're looking at the guy right now who you might think is steering this ship. I would say that exact same thing that I'm waiting on him yeah. to. I'm, I'm I'm nudging things in different directions. I'm praying. I'm I'm influencing. I'm speaking. And then I'm like, at the end of the day, it is God who steers hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there. Are, you said 50. I'd say 300 things that I'd change about this church right now <laughs> if I could. And I, I can't even do that. You know, but I love her. Oh man, I love her. I love this place and I love its people. Oh, death. You gotta love the flaws in it too. You yeah. have to understand yeah. the flaws, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not, not just be like, oh, this is a flaw. And yeah. yeah. Well, what's causing it? Do you know what's causing yeah. it? Because if you right. don't, then maybe you should think a little further about it. Right. Because you can't come up with a solution if you if you don't know the cause. Yeah, I agree. Uh, to come up with a solution without a cause is like, uh-huh. huh? Yeah, <laughs> shots in the dark. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, man. <laughs> or if you're just trying to mimic what somebody else does. Oh, that never without works without a foundation. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you got to find out who you are, what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I, I know so. Well, I've I've done it before, right? You fit into this as a preacher, as a as a communicator. <laughs> like, well, I'll just parrot what this person says. Yeah. You know, and it's powerful when they do it, and it falls flat on the ground when you do. It's like, oh, God wants me to be me. <laughs> Let's find out what that is. So I guess I want to wrap up with this because we're, we're getting into that 25 minutes, which is when we start losing people's attention, I think. <laughs> um, so I think there's a situation where you come in. There's a lot of people that are saved where they're just broken. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they have a hard time even looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. Um, just the things you've done, the mistakes you've made, mm. and then you ha- you're surrounded by this family of friends that are still cussing, still mm-hmm. doing stuff you don't want to do, still, and you can't necessarily just shut all those out of your life. Right, I right? agree completely. You can't you can't just be like, oh, I'm a Christian now, so I don't hang out with y'all no more. Right, like, you can't right. do that. Like right. it will never work. Um, but I I know what I do is like if you just instead of uh instead of just trying to meet Jesus where Jesus people are or uh-huh. what they the way they kind of live their life mm-hmm. instead bringing Jesus and the Holy Spirit into your realm mm. and then the sanct- let the sanctification process do it for you yeah right yeah. like bring him in if you yeah. think that Jesus can't handle your social circle uh-huh. you're wild <laughs> yeah. yeah dude you're right so bring him into those social huh. circles bring him up in conversations like yeah. that you may never thought you would bring him up in like yeah. You ever thought about Jesus? Yeah. To a bunch of people that have probably never thought about Jesus. <laughs> right. And you might get some quacky answers, right? Sure. But sure. just the fact that you brought up his name has power. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then just be consistent with it. I love that, Bruce. So, I, yeah, I want to encourage people yeah. to do that because I know I had to do it in the beginning. Uh-huh. I mean, when I got saved the last time, I got to be going home to a party, you know? Yep. Go to church, come home, people are partying. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? It's 3 o'clock. <laughs> 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 I can be at work in five hours. <laughs> well, you just, if I can add on to that real fast, then we got to close, but you just said Bible. Okay, the word says that a light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We always have this completely unsubstantiated fear that darkness is going to quell the light. It's literally impossible. You bring the light into the darkness and watch it illuminate. Amen. Yeah. Right on. Well, people who feel like they've gotten knocked off their horse, do yourself a favor and ask Jesus, how, how do I climb back up on this thing? That's it, buddy. And uh, you just start moving from there. 
So th- thanks for your time again, Ken. I know yeah. you're a busy guy. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, man. Uh, th- thanks you're for all your, all your listeners' time. A yeah. um, little shout-out and a uh, little victory statement here. We've Besides Antarctica, we've hit every continent as far as listeners go. Oh, we got to get them penguins, man. Yeah. Besides yeah we'll get them. The, well, there's penguins we'll in South, Af- South America, dude. Chile's got penguins. What? Yeah. They're not all just saying Antarctica? No, Chile's, Chile's got penguins. Well, yeah, man. We got penguins already. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time. God bless you. See ya. Ooh, so you have seen this all before.